This is the Danger Close Podcast. Beyond the Books with me, Jack Carr. Welcome to the Danger Close Podcast, an Ironclad original presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. All right, today we're going to go through some listener questions. So you can follow Danger Close Podcast at Danger Close Podcast on Instagram. And that's where we will throw up from time to time some listener question requests. And uh, I'll answer them here on the podcast. So let's do it. Here we go. What kind of music do you listen to when you hop in a Land Cruiser? And typically I am listening to podcasts these days. So for whatever reason, I've just shifted over from listening to music to listening to podcasts and being engaged in that conversation, even though you're the third person in that conversation, really just listening. And it feels like you're engaged and uh, jump on one of those as I, as I hop in one of the Land Cruisers. So there we go. Okay. It seems like you have great friends on the podcast. True. How do you personally maintain strong friendships from different stages of life? I don't know. That is a good question. Uh, I guess just naturally. Uh, I'm still friends with people that I knew in preschool and first grade, kindergarten. Um, but uh, I don't know. That is a very good question. I guess it just, uh, just, just me. I don't know. All right. Progressing through the Terminal List series, Reese adapts new gear that you discover and like. Is it ever difficult to pick out what gear Reese uses as the story progresses? No. Uh, and I love doing that because I love to th think about where he is in the world and what it would make sense to use, what might be available. Uh, use, let's say, uh, an AK from a certain uh, part of the world. Uh, what country is it in? What kind of variations are there? And then I get to reach out to uh, to Larry Vickers or James Rupley from the uh, Vickers Guide series of books because they've gone done deep dives into uh, the whole family of Kalashnikovs and uh, and variants the world over. So I really love using tools, weapons as character development tools, and then also as tools that propel the plot forward because of where they are in the world. So uh, I love doing that. And then personally for James Reese, uh, I do like him looking into new gear and what else is coming out and staying uh, close to the cutting edge of, of what's out there, trying new things, see what works, um, shifting over to a red dot, maybe on a pistol, that sort of a thing. Um, so, so I do enjoy doing that. And I do it in my personal life uh, as well. So it's very natural for me to incorporate that stuff into the novels. And I've never thought of it as being difficult. It's just uh, very natural. All right. Will you continue the James Reese series exclusively or would you branch off into another series with a different protagonist? We shall see. Uh, yeah. Pick up this one. In the Blood is out there now, a sniper-centric novel of violent resolutions. But uh, if it's any hint, I am working on book six right now. So um, I love writing the James Reese story. I love writing about the Hastings family as well. I get asked about that a lot. If I'll do spinoffs with that family, uh, I was very uh, deliberate in dropping in and weaving in different uh, touch points throughout history from Iran-Contra or uh, to, uh, to Rhodesia or different things that have happened where I can go back to fathers and even grandfathers in Reese's family lineage and in the Hastings family lineage as well. So uh, I would not be surprised if one day there are some other books that I write that explore those other family members. So we'll see. We'll see. Have some other things in the works as well. 
All right. Would you ever considering consider sharing what you wrote in the book, Once an Eagle, when you gifted it to your guys? Such a neat thing for you to do to people. Uh, thank you. Sincerely appreciate that. So what I used to do is gift Once an Eagle, which is a book by Anton Meyer written in 1968 that follows uh, two people from before World War I up to Vietnam. And it's historical fiction, but really it's a case study in leadership. And you have Sam Damon, who is enlisted in World War I, gets a battlefield commission. And then there's a staff officer, and that's Courtney Massengale. And they work their way up the chain. But that staff officer, Massengale, and I even use a term in the first book that those of you who are fans of Once an Eagle may have caught. But uh, they work their way through their time in uniform. And that staff officer is just a little bit ahead of Sam Damon, but it's a case study in leadership. And what I would do is write a letter to frame why I was giving that book uh, to the person I was giving it to. And in that letter at the end, I would say, after you're done, there's another letter at the end. And that letter would be in an envelope sealed at the back of the book. And that would have my take on what they just read because I didn't want to pollute their reading experience ahead of time uh, with essentially my take, my conclusion, my thoughts on it. So um, will I ever share that? I don't know. I guess never say never. So, so we shall see. I have no plans to, to share it right now, but uh, in the future, that's certainly a, a possibility. All right. What else do we have here? Uh, what would you have as a last meal? That is a very morbid question. Thank you for all that you do. Your series has been a light for me in some dark times. I'm so glad. Um, that's meant a lot to me. Planning and getting your Winkler tomahawk symbol tattooed on my arm soon. I've seen a couple different variations of that out there, and I'm just always uh, just humbled and flattered when I when I see it, or the people tell me that uh, the books or the podcast or uh, maybe even an Instagram engagement or whatever it, it might be help them through dark times. So um, I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, but last meal, I think I would. Uh, think about more who I'm going to have that last meal meal with rather than what, uh, what I'd be eating. And, you know, that's just a kind of reminder that you never know when, uh, when you're going to have that last meal, I guess, unless you're on death row, but, um, yeah, you never know when it's coming. And time is something that I wove in to the storyline of this book of in the blood. Uh, time is something obviously that is, uh, uh extremely valuable, our most valuable commodity and, that people have chosen to trust me by getting the book and spending hours in those pages or listening to it or just following me on social media. That's a responsibility that I take very seriously. And um, that's why I try to add value with everything that I do and put as much thought into a guest on my podcast uh, as I do into a sentence in the book or a sentence on a social media post uh, because uh, that's time you'll never get back. So that meal that you have, that coffee that you have with someone, I mean, you never know when it's going to be your, your last one. So choose wisely. All right. What else do we have here? What are your favorite books, authors in the science fiction genre? Hmm. And will you be an upcoming guest on Joe Rogan's podcast to promote the new book? Uh it's on the schedule, so should be on on the 17th, dropping on the 18th. Have another conversation with Joe, who is just fantastic. Um, but in the science fiction genre, I don't read much science fiction. I'm trying to think of the last time I read something that was science fiction. It may have been quite some time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, but this one actually... <laughs> 
shockingly enough. People have said, the few people who have read it thus far have said that, uh, well, one, it's their favorite, which is amazing. Um, but they've said, hey, there's a chapter in there that seems like it might be closer to science fiction than anything you've written in the past. And that is true. I go deep down the rabbit hole on quantum computing, on artificial intelligence, on mass data storage, surveillance of US citizens. And when you do research like that, essentially when you read a book on that sort of a thing, uh, it's already dated by the time you've read it because of technology is evolving so quickly. But I got to interview a few people for this book and that had touch points in the national security arena. And they're all very careful about what they will tell you and they leave things out, of course. But uh, when you talk to enough people and you read enough things and uh, you can start piecing together that mosaic you can put that puzzle together. And I think that's what journalists do. They interview a multitude of people. Of course, they do their background research and then they put together that puzzle to put that story together and figure things out. So uh, that's what I did for this. And those people that I did talk to that had touch points uh, with quantum computing and artificial intelligence in the national security arena um, all said that, hey, they could tell me more, but then my book would end up in the science fiction category at the bookstore. So um, keep that in mind when you're reading in the blood. All right. Do you like reading historical military fiction? I do. I do. Killer Angels, incredible. If you've not read Killer Angels, it's on my reading list. I needed to start doing some more reading lists, but I did them for a solid two and a half years, uh, about six books every month that I recommended to people. And they could go, not that you're supposed to read all six, but you could go through and kind of pick the ones that spoke to you. Uh, Killer Angels, incredible. Once an Eagle, the aforementioned Once an Eagle that we read, probably my most gifted and recommended book, uh, The Winds of War and War and Remembrance by Herman Woke. Those are uh, must-reads for every American citizen out there. You learn a ton about history. That's why I love historical fiction because uh, you're looking at history through the eyes of characters that are typically, it's historical fiction, so those characters are, are made up for the most part. But you're looking at it through that lens and you can learn so much because it's so engaging. So you're getting an education in what happened, but it's through the eyes of a fictional character. So it's engaging just like a fictional novel may be. So anyway, um, I do like reading historical military fiction and uh, recommend those, what did I say? One, two, three, those four books that I just mentioned are, uh, can't recommend them highly enough. Let's see. You have to bug out right now and you can only take the gun closest to you. What is coming with you? Well, one closest to me, this one right here, because this one is most often on me. And this is the SIG P365 right here. If you followed me for a while, you know that uh, this is uh, something that I have with me more often than not. Um, what else? But if I have a choice and it's not concealability, isn't uh, isn't the issue, then I'd probably choose something larger if I'm not worried about that. So this is the 226 right here. This was on my side for every deployment. And, uh, you know, just love this pistol. It is a classic and I've put quite a few rounds through this thing. So um, probably grab this or got to shoot this not too long ago. And this is the SIG. This is the, uh, the AXG Scorpion right here. So look at that. Yeah. So that felt, although, you know, obviously a different mechanism than the 226, uh, it felt like a 226 when I was shooting it. Can't explain it, but uh, it's heavier. It is, uh, it's solid and I love this thing. So, uh, so I probably grab this. I guess that's probably the, uh, if I'm looking at a, at a handgun before I go out the door or something like that, uh, AXG Scorpion might be the one because I love it. All right, let's see. Are there Russian mercenaries involved in your new novel, In the Blood? 
Yes, but maybe not in the way you think. So check it out. All right. Hypothetical situation. If you only had a few minutes to choose one handgun, one knife, one rifle to defend yourself within a 48 to 72 hour type of environment, what would you choose? Uh, handgun. We just went over that. So maybe I just grab this thing going out the door. Um, but you know, it might be the, the toughest thing might be to choose. I might never get out the door because I'd have to have a lot to choose from, uh, which is a good problem to have. Uh, but yeah, grab one of those pistols and one knife. Well, this is what's been on me lately right here. This is the Dynamis Revere. Um, so just because it has been so close and it just finds, I carry it appendix and it just finds a sweet spot right there in the appendix. And uh, this thing is awesome. So uh, just because it's close and it's been on me for the last month or so, um, it's awesome. So that would probably be the one because it's already on me. And then rifle, one of the ARs, just because I have so much time on that weapon system downrange. And then uh, also just uh, training to be a prepared citizen. So probably going to grab uh, grab an AR just because, yeah, so much time on it. But um, yeah, why not? Those are the first three that come to mind. What are your top three favorite action movies of all time? Only three? Let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, I know I'm going to regret this later after I take a little more time to think about it, but uh, I'm going to go Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, First Blood. It's that solid, but there's so many great ones. If let's throw, hey, man, Terminator T2, although that's more in that science fiction-y type of a genre. So how about uh, Commando? I mean, come on, hard to beat that. Predator? Science fiction-y also, though, but we'll put in the action movie uh, genre. Uh, Uncommon Valor, for those who remember, awesome. But uh, all those movies, I think T2 was the only one that's out of the outside the 80s, but man, heyday of the action movie. Um, I know there's a ton out there, and as soon as I get off this, I'll be like, dang it, I should have said X, Y, or Z. But uh, Lethal Weapon was always one of my one of my favorites growing up. It was just a, just a solid film. And what's your favorite whiskey to drink while you're writing? Oh, I don't really have a favorite, but I like to, I'm looking for my favorite. How about that? Um, and right here, Alpine Distillery here, Alpine Distilling, Park City, straight bourbon whiskey. They made this in honor of the Devil's Hand, which was very nice of them. Um, that's just down the road from us here, still uh, locally owned and operated. So love that. And I've been using their Lafayette, which is over there right there. And I've uh, been mixing that with uh, old fashioned. So uh, I do have like an old fashioned from time to time. And uh, horse soldier bourbon. I just got back from SIG Freedom Days down in Phoenix. And uh, yeah, horse soldier bourbon was there. I actually incorporated them into In the Blood. So if you've read that, you know where that, uh, where that comes in. But uh, obviously veteran owned and operated as well. Hooten Young, Better known and operated. And uh, if you have a sharp eye, you may notice that in the Chris Pratt Amazon series adaptation of The Terminalist coming on July 1st to Amazon Prime Video. So yeah, I do love my, my bourbon. Navy Federal Credit Union. I've actually been a member since 1996, the year that I joined the Navy. And Navy Federal Credit Union wants to thank the men and women in the U.S. military for their important commitment to our country. For more than 85 years, Navy Federal Credit Union has made it their mission to help people in the military community. Navy Federal Credit Union is open to all branches of the military, veterans, and their families. Navy Federal's employees are veterans and military spouses, so they're part of the community they serve, and they understand their members better than anyone. 
Members can enjoy an average earning and savings of $352 per year, a savings rate three times the industry average. An average credit card, APR 5% lower than the industry average, award-winning 24-7 stateside member service, over 350 branches worldwide. Show your own support for our troops with hashtag Mission Military Thanks. Learn more about how Navy Federal is celebrating the commitment that connects them to their members at NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. And I also have to read that this is insured by NCUA. Dollar value represents the results of the 2020 Navy Federal Member Giveback Study. Value claim based on Navy Federal's 2020 Member Giveback Study. Credit card value claim based on 2020 Navy Federal as low as APR averages compared to advertised industry APR averages as of December 31st, 2020, published on creditcards.com. Thanks so much. Check out NavyFederal.org. I want to thank my friends at Black Rifle Coffee for sponsoring the Danger Close podcast. I've been a huge fan for the longest time. Drink Black Rifle Coffee every day day. And if you keep your eyes peeled, you will notice that perhaps Chris Pratt is wearing a Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt, not unsimilar to this one in the Amazon series adaptation of the terminal list. Now you can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash dangerclose and use code dangerclose20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. Keep crushing. Today's gear segment is sponsored by Schnees. And go to schnees.com, check out all they have going on. They have a ton of great things on their website. Uh, check them out on Instagram. But today I want to talk about boots because I love everything that they have going on up there, but I probably have 10 different pairs of their boots. But I started with these right here, the granites. And I love these boots. I got my first elk in these, uh, muzzleloader hunt, New Mexico, about a decade ago. These are the exact same boots right here. So they have some miles on them. They have been to uh, Alaska after bear, wolf, uh, moose, and I just love these boots. So if I go into the backcountry and I have some weight on my back and I'm planning on coming out even a little heavier, then these are the boots that I take. I was wearing these in Kamchatka, Russia on a bear hunt where I went to do some research for Savage Sun. And for those of you who know Savage Sun, that's my third novel in the James Reese series. And uh, you know, a lot of it takes place there. And then there's a little story that I fictionalized and dropped into Alaska in that, uh, in that story near kind of closer to the beginning, but these are the boots that I wore. Absolutely love these boots right here and love all the people at Schnee's and just can't say enough good things about them, but they are handcrafted in their Italian boot factory. That's right. You'll find no mass production machinery. there. just a team of world-class boot makers doing their thing. Schnee's only sells boots directly to you, the consumer. This means there is no middleman markup like other boot companies out there. That means that they can put higher emphasis on the materials that go into their boots and you get more boot for the money. Higher quality materials and more boot for the money. From the leathers to the tread, every Schnee's boot is made from the absolute finest materials available. Backed by Schnee's industry-leading customer service and support. If you have a question or need a solid boot recommendation for your hunt, give them a call. You'll actually get a person on the line who wears the boots and is ready 
to help. There are a lot of boots out there uh, in their lineup. So definitely give them a call, let them know what you're going to be doing, and they can make a recommendation for you. When you shop at, shop at schnees.com, that is S-C-H-N-E-E-S.com, make sure you use the promo code JACK21. When you do, you'll get 10% off your pair of Schnee's boots and logo wear. Again, that is S-C-H-N-E-E-S.com, promo code JACK21. These handmade hunting boots usually sell out fast, so grab your pair today. Take care of your feet. Don't compromise. Upgrade to Schnee's today. Welcome to the gear highlight portion of the Danger Close podcast. So I just got back from SIG Freedom Days in Phoenix, which was awesome. SIG had all their firearms lined up at Ben Avery shooting range. And that was a lot of firearms to include the next generation machine gun, that uh, new squad automatic weapon that they just got the contract for, for the United States military. And that thing is legit. So had a great time down there and got to link up with my buddy, Kyle Lamb, who's been on the podcast before. And Kyle's been uh, a dear friend for a number of years now, but before he even knew who I was. I was using his sling downrange. This is a newer version right here, uh, Tac Viking Tactics. I have his slings on all my ARs and just uh, just love this thing. So I started with his first one back in 2007, I want to say. So I was an early adopter of the Viking Tactics sling. Um, so check it out, Viking Tactics. There's a whole bunch of great stuff on there and uh, to include knives. So right there. I think this is the Patriot right here. And Kyle gave me this a few years ago, but I believe this is the Patriot right here. This is a sweet little blade. I was carrying it in the small of my back. And uh, this thing is so cool. And uh, Kyle, of course, gave me serial number 007. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. That is just too cool. Uh, appreciate everything. And this Kyle's books here. Like I said, he's been on the podcast before leadership in the shadows. Check that out. All these are available on vikingtactics.com. Here we go right here. Green eyes and black rifles. I mean, that's a great title. Nice Kyle. And then this one right here, stay in the fight warrior's guide to the combat pistol. So if you ever get a chance to train with Kyle, certainly do so listen to his podcast and uh, check out everything he has going on online. And uh, yeah, pick up a knife. I think there are some folders in the works. And if they are not on the website yet, I think they are coming soon. Hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you, Kyle, but uh, man, sincerely appreciate everything. Thank you for reading in the blood early. And uh, man, I know you would tell me if you hated it. So uh, to have this be your favorite one of all of them means the world sincerely appreciate it and hope we can get back on the range again together soon. Thank you so much to everybody that took the time to, to write questions. We'll do it again next month. And uh, I sincerely appreciate you taking that time and uh, for choosing to spend that time with me, either here on the podcast, on Instagram, or in the pages of the novel. So take care out there. Thank you so much for that time. Be safe. Stay strong. Keep fighting. In case you missed it, on a recent episode of Danger Close, an Ironclad original. 
Jack Carr sat down with former presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Set aside all the labels. Mm. You know, oh, well, because I've been getting asked this a lot. Like, well, are you left or are you right? Are you progressive or are you conservative? What are box you... do you fit in? Exactly, Which box do you check? Completely. Are you an enemy or <laughs> right, right. An How, uh, Like, what filter should I use when I'm looking at you? And, like, I've always been an independent-minded person. Mm. Always. Be sure to check out the full interview wherever you get your podcasts. 